Hello, my name is Mukuka Chipanta, and I'm a Zambian author and aerospace engineer. Welcome to the second season of my podcast, Kutika, Modern African Stories. Each time, I introduce you to a short story written by me and performed by different narrators. I'd like to thank all of my listeners for the overwhelming support received in our first series. If you have not yet listened to it, please take some time to do so and remember to post a review. It really helps with our sponsors. In series two, I have a special treat for you with the story of love, longing, and kindness, which I hope will resonate with you on a deeply personal level. The story is entitled, One Stranger to Another, and features two wonderful performers, Miss Muzala Shimukowa and my very own sister, Saka Chipanta Sega. One Stranger to Another by Mukuka Chipanta, Part 5. Worried about his congregant, in the last episode, we saw Pastor Elijah Lusambo make a decision to go and seek help in Kasama. However, his genuine concern for Mama Betty Chushi is sowing discord in the pastor's home. His wife Mabel feels increasingly threatened by her husband's affection towards Betty. It wasn't easy being a pastor's wife. Mabel was conscious of the constant scrutiny, the watchful eyes following her every move. She had heard the chatter, the whispers within the pews about how she didn't deserve him, how he could have done better. She pretended not to hear them, to go about her daily duties as the first lady of the church. But like heavy fruit on a thin branch, the talk weighed on her spirit. Mabel swept the last few leaves from the veranda in front of her home. By all accounts, it was a modest three-bedroomed home. But compared to the earthen mud huts of most residents in the community, it was palatial. She tapped the end of a handheld broom against the ground settling the reed bristles into place. She stood up, straightening her back, and panned the area. Everything was as it should be. House and grounds were swept, veranda polished, water drawn and food prepared. She was a woman who knew how to keep a home, but that was little solace for the fact that in the three years since they had been married, she had not given birth to a child. This fact had left her with a suffocating feeling of inadequacy. It was as if she could not fully stake claim to Elijah as her husband. In the distance, she could see the church building, the fruit of her husband's labor. It was an incredible feat to have erected such a structure in a poor community like theirs. She was proud of Elijah. 
He had worked hard and was both loved and admired in the community. The crisscrossing of metal scaffolding crowned the outside of the building, and there were two men working on the roof. If things progressed as planned, it would be finished within a year. Mabel walked back into the house and closed the door behind her. She paused with her back against it and stared at the empty armchair in the tiny living room. She thought about the previous evening when Elijah had informed her of his intention to travel to Kasama. It was that woman again. She dared not mention her name, for it made her insides tighten into knots. Elijah was a good man, of that she was certain, but even good men can fall. She had seen the way he looked at her, his eagerness to run to her aid at the slightest whiff of trouble. Perhaps she would have felt differently, been more secure, if she had succeeded in bearing him children. Mabel imagined the pitter-patter of tiny feet bringing warmth into the sullen home. She knew that more than anything, this was what Elijah longed for. She made her way into the bedroom and sat gently on the edge of the bed facing the wall. A solitary tear made a track down her left cheek as she remembered how it was that she had come to be here in this place and the secret that she had kept from Elijah. Are you a Zambian living abroad and looking to invest in real estate back home? Are you thinking of owning a home in the motherland but tired of hearing the horror stories of shoddy building projects and the lack of proper accounting for the money you send to friends and family? Well, finally there is a solution. Afrispore Developments. Afrispore Developments is a registered infrastructure development company focused on providing a world-class design and construction service that you can trust. With offices in Lusaka and Melbourne, Australia, Afrispore has over 15 years of architectural design and construction experience in a variety of sectors including residential, office, retail, healthcare, and interior design. Afrispore's professional project managers ensure flawless execution of building projects on the ground while providing full transparency in financial accounting. For more information, visit www.afrispor.com spelled A-F-R-I-S-P-O-R-E Afrispor Developments creating infrastructure that is proudly and uniquely African. Three years earlier, Mabel sat on the floor 
at the edge of a threadbare carpet in her uncle's living room. The elders of her family sat on the long sofa on one side of the room, her uncle with his salt and pepper hair on a separate armchair. Elijah and his representative sat on a chair on the opposite end of the room. Everything had been agreed. The young pastor was to take her hand in marriage. And so, my daughter, is there any objection? Any complaint at all? Her uncle asked as he pulled at his beard. Mabel had hitherto kept her chin pressed into her chest, staring at the floor. Eh? Look at him. We do not want to say that you were forced into something that you did not agree to. If you are not willing to go ahead, speak now or forever hold your peace. Mabel raised her head slowly, giving the young pastor a furtive glance. He was plain looking, neither handsome nor ugly. He was smartly dressed in a clean shirt and a necktie. She lowered her head quickly before the eyes could meet. Eh? Speak now. Is this a union that you are prepared to go ahead with? Her eyes set to the floor again. She nodded. Mabel had come to live with her father's older brother in Kasama two years earlier. The circumstances of her arrival from Kitwe had been shrouded in secrecy. Two of her aunties on her mother's side had one day appeared on the copper belt having received news of a problem that needed urgent resolution. Mabel was a sprightly 18-year-old at the time, in her 11th grade at the local secondary school. As the young people do, she had experimented with a boy who lived across town from her. Not long after a spate of conjugal encounters, Mabel had fallen ill. Vertigo vomiting and nausea, the symptoms. Within days of their arrival, her aunties had hatched a plan to take care of it. One evening, she was taken to Nakadoli Township, where she was ushered into a dank tin shack where a buxom woman sat in a corner amid a shimmering kerosene lamp. She was soon handed vials of a translucent concoction to ingest. After the first quaff of the bitter potion, Mabel spat a mouthful of it. She must drink it and drink it all. The woman warned that she would not deal with time wasters. Her large frame loomed even larger in the flickering shadows. She demanded. Mabel's two aunties descended upon their niece, one holding her arms, the 
other her legs as she writhed in agony. The medicine woman held her mouth open and forced her to drink. That night, Mabel would lose consciousness. The last she would recall was the bleeding. So much bleeding. When she had healed enough to travel, Mabel was sent away to live with her uncle in Kasama, where she could not cause any more trouble. Unable to finish school and weathering away as she cooked, cleaned and washed clothes for her nephews, Mabel's future was bleak. And so, when a shirukombe approached her uncle with news of a young pastor who had moved into the area and was looking to marry a respectable homely girl, Mabel took it as a final reprieve from a life of drudgery. These were things she had not spoken about to anyone, let alone to Elijah. Now, here she was with the weight of her past heavy on her chest and no one to help lighten the load. Pastor Lusambo sat in the back of the bus, his mind filled with thoughts of what to do, how to help Mama Betty Chushi. The orange hue of daybreak covered the horizon on the vast countryside. Passengers sat quietly, as if in agreement that it was too early in the morning for garrulous conversation. He recalled how he had left home in the dark hours of the morning, before the first light. Mabel had prepared a pail of hot water for his morning bath, and when he was dressed, he had been greeted by a warm plate of samp and tea, set neatly on the table for him to eat. Through it all, they had not spoken. She was a good woman, he thought, but he could not deny that there existed a distance between them, one that he knew not how to bridge. In their three years together, as husband and wife, they had existed as strangers, like two canoes in a river, drifting apart. This story continues in the next episode. If you like this story, please subscribe and leave us a rating or post a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at Chipanta Mukuka on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out my website, mukukachipanta.com, for updates and information about my upcoming events. Until next time, stay tuned.